0: Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off The Hustle Podcast. Factory approved sales event is on now at Regina Nissan. On select 2021 Nissan Murano models, you can receive up to 4000 in standard rate finance cash. Or, check out the all new 2021 Nissan Rogue. I have it, it's unreal. Leased for as low as $77 weekly for 64 months at 2.99% with $0 down. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Conditions apply.
1: Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the HOSL code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a
0: $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher, stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hazel presented by Nissan Regina. Now, here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off the Hazel. My name is Drew Kosher, and I am your host. Not joined by Troy today or stat guy rip but back in the saddle back in the pit the picking machine danny h coach it's good to hear your voice what's going on uh so much busy week right now we're recording friday right now we're heading out yeah candlelight tomorrow as this is being recorded it'll be dropped wednesday next week but yeah we have a busy weekend yeah so what what are we doing a candle let everyone know oh I think one day for sure we're playing thirty-six, and then an eighteen, and then a nine.
2: On the on the golf resort too, we're staying in the cabins, right? So yeah. I think that'll be a good time. Um, Absolutely. It's gonna be a lot of golf for me. I don't think I've played that much golf in that short amount of time. So, I think that could be a good thing or a bad thing for me. We'll see.
0: <laughs> I'm just excited. Yeah. One no, I'm like pumped. it's our second annual junior reunion. Eleven guys going. One guy's basically the biggest fan we ever had. Yeah. <laughs> so twelve of us. We got a bus coming to pick us up tomorrow, Saturday morning. Yep. Uh, we're heading down there. It's it, it's gonna be a time. It's gonna be a time. I can't wait. Uh, also, it's Friday. You said we're recording on Friday. Friday then is that it? It's I don't Sunday. know if you want to get in this now, but uh, let's go into it. What's up? Who's playing tonight? We've got a big game for oh the Saskatchewan Roughriders and the versus the BC Lions. BC Lions sold out barn. Sold out barn. We're going. A lot of people, a lot of you are probably
2: going. Um, I'm pretty excited for that. It's been what, like a year and a half, two years, or whatever the Six, hell. It's been. I
0: think it's over 600 days yeah. since last
2: game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so two years or whatever it has been, and uh, it's gonna be. It's almost gonna be a little emotional being there because it's like holy fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, being uh, haven't been in any of that shit in a while, and it's, it's gonna be like the first big event that Saskatchewan's held without uh or before COVID, I should say. Yeah. So um. Yeah. yeah Pump for that. Um, also, we got three of our ex guests, friends of the show, that are going to be playing the game tonight.
0: Starting quarterback Cody Fojardo. Good luck to Cody. And, and what does Dan Clark play? Center. Yeah, he's center. And center Regina Board. <laughs> Dan Clark. <laughs> what's, uh, what's
2: Craig Dickinson play? No, I'm kidding. He's the head coach for the <laughs> of the Jefferson Rough Riders. <laughs> yeah, head, head coach. So good luck to those three guys. Though we, uh, we're going to be rooting for you guys, and hopefully you can pull off the first W for first game back. So
0: there it is. Look at Dan, full of uh, stats today. Stats. Quickly before we go here, Dan, we want to mention that this is a Nissan driven podcast. The best place to get your next vehicle, oil changer, any vehicle related needs. Check them out on social media at Nissan Regina or head on down to 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan and check out today the new 2021 Nissan Rogue. I have it. It's money and brand new yesterday, the 2021 Nissan Pathfinder. Check them out. They're unreal. Dan, okay. Hey, Dan, for everyone listening right now, you're going to be, your brain's going to be in a blunder, kind of like mine is all the time. It's Friday recording. Yep. This is now dropped Wednesday. Right. We just got back in kind Canada of like essentially, yep. but we're in John right now. Dan, where are we recording from? We're recording from uh, Divinson North Golf
2: here on Russell Boulevard. Um, they're not open right now, obviously, because of summer, but uh, once things close, uh, the golf courses close um, come, what, October? Yep. Octoberish. Um, They'll be firing up and opening, so we got you know seven simulators in here. Good vibes, good beers, good drinks, good food, good people. So, unreal. Um, yeah, check them out in October, definitely, and follow them on their social medias. They they got the
0: Instagrams and the Twitters. So, yeah, give them a follow and keep uh, up to date. Yeah, absolutely. Just like just like Turner says, always says, located across from where I used to light the lamp at the Dugwick. Dougwood, yeah. <laughs> That's an easy way to put. It, yeah. Okay, Dan, we have to get to you now because we haven't talked to you in a while. You've been busy um what's up man what's what's new what's going on holy um yeah it has been a while not much honestly
2: just kind of working here and there and um i guess i'm trying to think of what's kind of happening in the sports world you and know we went out golfing yeah we went out golfing to Avonlea last week friends of the show yep thanks for th- thanks out to the guys and girls out avon uh unreal food there holy mackerel oh hey. yeah. hundreds of poutine uh, yeah, we'll talk about that after. But let <laughs> the course was unreal. I, that was the first time golfing out there, so um, yeah, really, really, really good shape. Probably the best shape uh, course that I've been to so far this year. So, yeah, really sick out there. I didn't play very good, but um, that's a tough course. Some of those holes are just trees. Yeah, trees, and you got short, short um, footage of you got to take a right hook right away, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty hard for me when I can't control most of my shots. So,
0: huh. <laughs> You did have a nice one on eighteen though. Yeah, pint. Yeah, that was on our Instagram story, right? A little so, high cut. It was perfect. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Um, we've had a lot of hockey lately, uh, but I do want to ask about your golf game going into Candle. You know, where's your game at? What are you What are you expecting right now? <laughs> I'm not expecting a lot, to be honest. I'm. Uh, I love it. I'm.
2: I'm honestly just expecting to have a good time. I, I hope because we, you know, we usually do. What are we gonna do? Are we need like a scramble kind of thing.
0: Yeah, probably like a six, six, yeah, kind of six for six. Yeah, six for
2: six. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a good time. I, I just hope I'm on whoever's team is going to have the funnest. So I'm going to try and golf good, obviously. You know, I, I don't want to play, like, complete shit. But yeah. if my game goes to shit, because you know how inconsistent I am, uh, I'm just going to have fun, you know? slam back the beers and the Vizzies <laughs> and the core Seltzers and the, yeah. Love it. Okay. What about, what
0: about you? What are you expecting? Big things out of yourself, eh? No, I, I <laughs> could give two shits. I'm just excited to see the boys yeah, play well, a they... new court. i never played Candle before. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. You know, I was talking to Dave Stewart the other day. He said look, the back nine's unreal. Looks unreal. The pictures, I don't know if he's any pictures of it, but it's mint. Right with the lake right there and everything, that's unreal. And the cabins look cool too. Yeah, we're staying
2: in the cabins on the resort there, so that'll be cool. Um What are you Are you gonna
0: You're gonna be the captain for one of the teams here, right? I would think so. I don't know. I mean, I was yeah. I was told I would, but I I don't know. Say so if he doesn't pick me by Wednesday, I'm gonna be pissed at him, so <laughs> <laughs> okay quickly here before we go into some local golf talk uh new sponsor here benny's brick lane okay all you guys out there playing golf you know the wives are at home they're chilling you gotta keep them happy you know what you do Dan? it's patio season it's time you call benny's brick Lane. build a nice setup there for you sick pad have decks or beers on the deck there great brick Lane. It's time, and it truly is. You call Benny today, and I guarantee it is definitely the best lay in town. You can give Benny a call at 306-681-4521. That's 306-681-4521. Benny's bricklaying. It truly is the best lay in town. (laughs) Attaboy. I love that. It's unreal. Okay, let's go to last week's pod. Rick Halbert, Danny Warren here, but Rick Halbert has been playing unbelievable golf the last two weeks, wins the seniors by 13, then carries his game into the frame tech Nestevan and shoots a disgusting round of 59.
2: Oh, how is that possible? Yeah, like, that, uh, unreal.
0: it's, he, he's been playing so well. So we, and we have to apologize. That, uh, the zoom call was a little laggy on some, some spots there, but I think all the important parts out, are they got out, sorry. So yeah, good interview with Rick. I always appreciate him coming on and talking to us. And, yeah, he's going to Nationals. Uh, I forgot what he said they are now. But wish him nothing but the best. So, Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Nationals here. A hell of a week for the boys from Sask up in. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I said it it the other day. Oh, no. (sighs) I want to say Windsor. Could be way off, though. Anyhow, let's let's just read off uh, from... The guys that made the cut. We did this this week already. We talked about um, who all made the cut and didn't make the cut but here are the final scores. Uh, obviously from lowest to, or worst to best I guess you'd say. Ty Wright washed down a country club. He had to withdraw after day two. Uh, we're hoping he's okay. Josh Nagy, Riverside Country Club finished T53 at plus eight through four days. Roman Timmerman, stud. Riverside Country Club, T35 at plus two. Ty Campbell, Chubbs, my boy. Riverside Country Club, T29 at plus one. And Cade Johnson, KJ, from Yorkton at the Deer Park Golf Club, finishing T17th at minus seven through four days. Um, great playing by the Sask boys up there. That, that's, I would think, one of the better years for the for golf Saskatchewan. Right. Yeah. Yeah, good for them.
2: Um, congrats <laughs> to everyone out there. Cause that's unreal. I wish I could shoot that uh Yeah, I wish
0: I could do Go to Nationals. <laughs> be nice. But, uh, yeah, so that's what's happening up there. I think they're all home now. Um, Dan, what's up in the NHL world? You're kind of the hockey oh, guy.
2: Just drama. There's been drama. Nothing but drama the last few weeks. What's going on? Fill us in.
0: Well, you had the the Jack Eichel thing. Did you see that?
2: Yeah. What do you think about it? Well,
0: I, here, you fill me in a little bit more. I saw, like, enough about it, but pretty much. in. Well,
2: he, pretty much he's been battling the injury, right? And uh, they were pretty much... Uh, his agent was with in talks with Buffalo and pretty much wa- saying he wants out and blah, blah, and they're saying, you know, we're not we're not going to take him off the, you know, he's injured, we're not taking him off the injured list, blah, yeah. blah, and all that, and they pretty much were just kind of ignoring the fact that he wants to get traded, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much the rundown of it, the easy rundown of it, but, um, yeah, I don't know, everyone's calling, I saw Witt there calling Buffalo Sabres team, you know, scumbags and scumbag orga- organization, but... I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about it? Because, I mean, that's that's their captain too, right? But when when it, when a player demands to be traded or you know, you yeah. think at the professional level. You just gotta honor, it, right?
0: Yeah, I think a player at, at his stature, like he's obviously really good. But I mean, obviously, it's not working out there. Yeah. So he needs to be moved somewhere that he can be successful. I think the team hasn't. I don't know. I don't want to say. Yeah, you, know, you know what? Development around the team and around him has been pretty shitty. Yeah. You know, even guys like Casey Middlestad, who was a nasty player in college, mm-hmm. like like he's just an average guy now. Yep. And you know, um what's the one forward? Is it Jeff Skinner? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, way
2: overpaid now. Um
0: but he used to be unreal. Yeah, he used to but be so sick. clearly something's wrong in that process of developing. Yeah. Uh it's definitely a hard team to watch. Mm-hmm.
2: And they had that uh Rasmus, what's his name? The D man that went Dulling. first overall. Yeah, Dulling. like he was supposed to be a stud and I don't know, he hasn't really been playing that great and the whole team's obviously a shit show right now, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I think Buffalo is definitely gonna trade them eventually, but they should just honor. You know, the fact they're like ignoring the agent and everything, and yeah. it's like, come on. What do you, you know, you're a professional or, organization. Even if you, I, I get it. You know, trying to get something done might be a little hard right now, and they, you know, they're gonna maybe keep waiting and see what happens. But um, don't just ignore the, the yeah. agent, the player's agent. I don't know. It's kind
0: of weird. But then we got the Vander Kane kind yeah. of mishappy i don't know if you want to get in that too much well, that's but. fine yeah it's I mean, I mean i just my one thing i'll say is y- you, you you can't just judge one person for the first thing you see so wait till both sides yeah. are figured out and then you make your make your decision on, on what you believe and what not to believe because mm-hmm. you know there's two sides right now to every story yeah and once it's finalized and once it's there then go from there that's mm-hmm. my only thing you know does he have a game problem probably yeah it's i mean proven. we're bankrupt you know right um to say all the stuff that people are saying right now like just relax and and, and wait till it's yeah. actually
2: true especially i mean they're going through you know it's none of our business but it's obviously public now they're going through a rough breakup so it's like you don't know what to believe because you know one it's it's obviously a uh, tough situation so yeah you can't just take uh, one side story right now but what would you say say if they found out the hl because they're doing an investigation on uh you know his ex-wife calling him out saying he gambled on his own games and stuff what do you think the penalty should be if it's true? Ban from the league. Forever. Ban from the league. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to. You, you know, you, uh, obviously that's the extreme case. But when you're gambling on your own games and you know stuff like that, especially if it's like we're gonna lose a night, yeah, so like that. That's that's too far. And you know, there's no. Uh, I mean, any athlete in general. I mean, we're not even professional, but I don't say, at eleven o'clock on a Monday night. You know, we want to win. So, imagine, yeah. you know, you're making millions of dollars and you're betting on yourself. But we don't know if it's true yet, right? We're not saying it's. It's true, but uh we'll see what happens. Obviously they're gonna investigate it, so
0: Yeah, I know that's well put. You know, and I I look at like, you know, even the movie Longest Yard, right? Adam Sandler gets coffee, you know, shaving points. Like <laughs> no no I mean, like, he goes to jail for it. Like yeah. I mean he's out of the league forever. Like yeah. it's just you, you, you don't do that. Yeah. And if you do that You're a scumbag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Um What else is up in the NHL? Wow, well, they had the free
2: agent frenzy there last week oh, or buzzing, weeks ago. Hey? Yeah, a lot of a lot of big signings actually. Um Oh, you saw Flurry get treated, right? Yeah, that's a little offside. Didn't didn't get, didn't get told? Like, what's with these organizations? Just find fine like, on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. Um, but I would never do that. Let alone <laughs> an NHL team doing it. Like, come on. Yeah, I, that's a little scummy. Um, but let, let, here, let's talk about the Hawks. though. they're they're in full rebuild mode, and then they just go and get Seth Jones, Caleb Jones, oh. Mark Andre Flurry. Uh, who else they get? Oh, I would assume Taze is coming back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he was like, hurt. Like last now, year, but, now they're in
0: reload mode. Like yeah. they're going
2: for it. Yeah, he's gonna be ready to go because he missed the whole season last year, but uh, or most of it, anyways. But yeah, they're gonna be a good team. Honestly, they weren't even that bad last year. Like they were supposed to be a lot worse. Um, I think they just missed the playoff spot. But um, they're gonna be a good team. Uh, Fleury being there, I think people say Fleury's getting old. He's too old. It's like you can't tell because he's still yeah. st- still
0: standing on his head.
2: Vegas is a he's good team real. in and Vegas is a good team in front of him, but he's still standing on his head.
0: Let's talk about this one quickly here. Ryan Reeves going to the Rangers to play in the same division as Tom Wilson. Uh, thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, Panarin got tossed by Wilson, and the
2: Rangers were like, "Oh, we got to get fucking Reeves in here." <laughs> That's what it sounded like happened. <laughs> hey, um, no, I'm I don't excited know. To see that, to be it'd known. be a good, it'd be a good fit for him. I think. Uh, I think he likes he likes the Showtime, right? He likes the the big uh, all eyes on him kind of thing. So if he goes there and he lights up, I mean, Rangers are obviously a huge market, right? But I think it'll be a good fit for them. Uh, they're kind of in that rebuild mode a bit, too. But um, you get a guy like that in there that's
0: going to protect all your young guys and new studs coming up. Why not? Right. Well, and a uh, good buddy of ours signs a two year deal with the Rangers, Dryden Hunt. Right. Could, could be line mates with uh, Revo. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> wouldn't be a bad day to have in your line, yeah, I guess. exactly. So Hunt's, he's going there. Tanner you know, i have talked to him the other day. Go, he signed a two year deal in Nashville. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other. other um, Oh, I guess the goaltender in Nashville retired, Pecorini. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, retired. God, what else uh, is up? There were so many that happened. So many uh, agents. Let's go to your team, the Leafs. Let's go there. What do you What do you like this like quickly? A two minute hot take here. Two minute hot take. Um, they signed a lot of young guys. A um, lot
2: of kind of. Oh, they signed uh, Curtis Gabriel. He's kind of uh, gonna be that. He's the one that always goes after everyone in the warm ups. Meatball. And, yeah, he's a meatball out there. So <laughs> I'm not glad. I see him. I mean, I kind of like that stuff. You know, he puts a little fire in us and. You know, those boring Monday, Tuesday night hockey games when nothing's going on. Yeah. uh, You know, some during the regular season, they can be a little boring. But uh, if he's going to be out there stirring the pot a bit, I mean, I'm all for it, right? Like, as long as he backs his his game, can back it up a bit. We'll see. Uh, He's still got to make the squad. But all the other signings, though, they signed a few Europeans and stuff like that that look pretty decent. So it's going to be – there's no – they didn't make any huge moves, any drastic moves, but um, they definitely, you know, signed a lot of young talent and I think the core that they have right now is uh, Dubas still believes in them. Yeah, like they're not they're not making we a ton of to. moves. Yeah, he's all in on them, and uh, we'll see what happens next year. But yeah, that's my little hot take,
0: I guess. You love to see it. Let's go quickly to I wanted to your your, uh, your thoughts on Seattle. Obviously, me and Rip had done this last week's pod. Um, Jordan Eberly, Mark Giordano, Kale Hayden, Flurry, uh, Jaden Schwartz basically Saskatchewan cracking now we'd say uh I think I mean I I like those guys there's a lot of men on the show and get them all on but uh thoughts on that team where do you see them coming up in 2021 2022 Uh, season
2: you know good like Vegas was I mean obviously the draft rules were different and stuff like that or not draft rules but the yeah there were some different rules with the the draft the expansion draft but I don't think they're going to be as good as Vegas was Vegas's first year yeah but I think they're going to be a solid team you know um Maybe a team oh, that. Oh, sorry, Cole Bradbury. Yeah, sorry, Cole India. <laughs> um I think they're going to be a solid team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs next year, but they might be close. You know, they they got a lot of, you know, guys going and playing for a new franchise. So who knows? They could. But I like definitely like all the the Sass guys going there. That's going to be a uh, cool to watch, right?
0: Well, and that's what Rip mentioned two pods ago with Travis Moen. You know that team that won the Ducks in '07, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, they had five, six Saskia boys on that yeah. team, too. So, I mean, obviously, you no know, we're not saying Saskia won the Cup, but, I mean, hey, let's go back to the playoffs. The Montreal Canadiens weren't the most stacked team in the world. Exactly. They got there. Exactly so, whether so. you liked it or not, they, they, they worked their ass off and got to there. So, mm-hmm. um, should be an exciting season. Obviously, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the fans back and everything. And, Definitely um, interesting, uh, like you and Rip talked about last week, but just an interesting
2: way they went. You know, there's a lot of big. Uh, free agents that they are free uh, agents that guys could they could sign holy shit that's all right um, just and, fumble fuck your words All right. <laughs> and uh like tarasenko and who else was out there um
0: well who's the goal uh, K- well, carry price, Carey yeah. price oh, yeah. yeah who's
2: carry price uh sorry I you know seen. there's a lot of big uh a lot of big names that they didn't sign and they i don't think they're going in that direction where they want to pay guys yeah, you know 10 9 10 11 million dollars so i kind of like that they didn't sign a bunch of those guys that are worth a lot of money so matt to too they didn't sign yeah
0: he's nasty yeah but okay quick to hear some pga talk um, this would be fridays we're again recording this but harris english in first place at minus 10 ian poulter in second herman in third and cameron smith in fourth and friend of the show where my, my cousin, Dale Villali, and Team Answer is sitting in T6 at minus seven. So uh, we'll have updates on that the following week. Dan, Olympics. Team Canada, the girls, women's, sorry, went 3-2 over Sweden. Yeah, we didn't even talk about, yeah. Christine Olympics. Sinclair, I believe she is 38 years old. Wow, that is unbelievable. So happy for Canada. You know, we're pumped to see them win yeah, they were definitely wow. big, the bit. Blah, 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 blah.
2: Uh, they were definitely big underdogs yeah. in the Olympics, and yeah, we didn't even bring the Olympics up so far.
0: But have you watched any of it, or just kind of? Yeah, I'm a huge track guy. I like to watch the, uh, that sprints and everything. Uh, I love sprints. Yeah. I love the long distance. I used to do it. it used to be not pretty, not bad at all. At all but uh, track sprints uh what else is there oh i actually don't mind the diving too it's kind of cool diving's pretty sweet uh water polo what's the hardest sport in the world you know what How about a goalie being a goalie water polo (laughs) you tread for an hour
2: yeah what i don't want to watch water polo but like it's definitely impressive the like swimming yeah like you said what's that called the end when you're treading water yeah treading water like that's unreal because i can only do it for a minute and then i'm drowning (laughs) so um yeah that's definitely uh all those sports take you know those guys are guys and girls are just unreal athletes and uh what was the one I was watching the other day, even? Um, it's like they
0: dance in the... In the gymnastics. Like no, when they're doing like the rolling and, jump and gymnastics stuff. Gymnastics is cool to
2: watch, too. But, no, uh, they're in the water. And, they're like, there's two of them. And they, like, not dance. Not dance is the right term for it, but... Super nice
0: swimming? Yeah, I think okay.
2: that's what it is. I, I was watching that, and I was actually... It's like, this is un- impressive, too. I thought it was dumb going into it. I'm like, what is this? But that even that, just, like, unreal. Like, like I said, I'm in the water for two minutes. I'm drowning, so... Um, <laughs> No, crazy. And what did our boy, uh, Corey Connors, finish? And oh, I don't I, know. I know he started out good. but He
0: played well, yeah. Uh, Burke Henderson, I think, still playing. They're still playing, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not on right now, though, unfortunately.
2: But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely cool. The Olympics are sweet. I, like, It's definitely a cool event to watch. I wish it was, because like, they're a day ahead of us, and it's when we're sleeping, they're performing. So you kind of see everything after yeah. the fact. But uh, Andre De- DeGrasse, he uh, there's a missile. Yeah. He won a gold medal there on the 200 meters and bronze in the 100 meter. It's just, yeah, it's all unreal. Um, yeah.
0: You, you know what, though? The one thing I was like kind of felt so bad for the one guy, they're doing a 100-meter dash or sprint, whatever you want to call it, and there, there's a fault, right? They a fault run. Oh, and then. Dude, they gave him a red card. He's out. Yeah, he's qualified, four, yeah. Four years of life. But then the, but then the next one I watched, a guy got a yellow card, and he can race it. Like, Maybe, did he? Because uh, I think you get two chances. But he faulted once, and they're like red, and you're out. I was like, Really? I was watching this, and I'm like, this guy's Forty years you do different. Life. Maybe I don't jump too quick. I have no. I was like, what that's, the, yeah. I was like, I kind of felt bad for the guy, but but that's a part of it too,
2: right? Being mentally prepared and not screwing up like that, right? But it's definitely definitely sucks for him to go that far. um
0: Yeah. Yeah. What else? Okay, you want to go into our guest today? Sure. Let's let's do her. All righty. So our guest today, uh, first round pick in the twenty ten NHL draft. Won a cup in the 15-16 season with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Recently retired, Bo Bennett. Uh, hey, just quick thought here uh, before we send it over to our listeners. No,
2: I'm, I'm excited. Um, guy was a stud in junior. Holy mackerel, those Holy points yeah. that he put up.
0: Um, yeah, it'll be a good one. So uh, we'll just send it off to that or what. All righty. Here's Bo Bennett. We hope you guys enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility so it will be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. We're pleased to be joined by a guy that is from Gardena, California, born in Los Angeles, drafted in the first round in 2010, 20th overall to the Pittsburgh Penguins, played his junior hockey for the Pentecton Vs. Played some college hockey at the University of Denver, Stanley Cup champion in the 2015-2016 season with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Recently retired. With all that, we're pleased to have on today Bo Bennett. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Dude, that was a mouthful of of an intro. You're watching. I know. Surprisingly, surprisingly (laughs) with my my career. (laughs) Okay, first off, let's go into this, Bo. Uh, what's new with you? How are things? And where are you these days? Uh, I'm just hanging out in
1: Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, I played for the Coyotes organization. I was down in Tucson my last year. And then during quarantine, I just came up here with a bunch of buddies. And we were renting houses, bopping around. And I just wanted to move my stuff out of storage and started looking for houses and found a sick place in Arcadia. Um, Just set up shop here. My brothers work here. So it was kind of nice symmetry getting out of L.A., being in a place that I kind of come to know, and uh, well, with LA, like I bought my house for uh, a price in LA, I would have got like a beach shack or been able to live under the pier. So it's uh, <laughs> it worked out for the best.
0: Okay, let's go backtracking here uh, to Gardena, LA, Compton, as you said. Uh, what was a young Bo Bennett doing as, as a youngster? Uh, it's pretty
1: much a lot of the same just playing sports um, played a lot of soccer and baseball growing up a lot of roller hockey um, and we lived on Crenshaw Boulevard. So that's like right down the street is like the great Western Forum down in I think it's Inglewood. Um, so that's where the Kings were playing at the time same with the Lakers. And my first roller hockey tournament was in the parking lot of uh, Great Western Forum. And when you got to, when you finished the tournament, you got tickets to go to the game at night. And that was when I kind of, my first taste of ice hockey. And that's when I kind of came to love it. So I made a little bit of a transition when I was eight years old to play both at the same
0: time. And then I
1: fully committed when I was about
0: 14. Dude, that's wild. I mean, the States and like Alberta, BC, like roller hockey's huge down there. Hey, like we had it here for like six years that I played like, you know, team sash in line and then it just stopped. Now it's all ball hockey, but uh, roller hockey down there is crazy busy. Hey.
1: Yeah. Roller hockey was like, it still is, you know, all a lot of the best players still play and they play pro. And I, I guess it's getting like where the, the purses for the winners get are a little bit bigger. So it's, it makes sense. I, I actually tried to play. Um, I think I was my second year in for Pittsburgh. I played in Narch. And it just got a little too intense for me. You know, growing up, it was like, you're just eating cheeseburgers. You're not even going out for warmups and like, you're just having a good time. And then once, once you get a little older, like you're allowed to hit along the boards now, but you don't wear any gear. So, yeah. and with my, with my, uh, injury history, you know, I, I was one hit away from just turning into dust or something.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's jump to the U 18 days. You played for an absolute wagon and they still are to this day uh, the LA junior Kings, uh, first, how was that experience, man? I mean, walk us through playing for the LA junior Kings.
1: Yeah. So my first year I played up and then I played for, uh, Jack Bocus, who since passed away. He was one of the best coaches I've ever had. And, um, we actually took like 30 guys on like a youth team. So wow. he was making cuts all the way up until December. Like, and I was one of the borderline guys, like meetings day in and day out, like, Hey, you're not cutting it. And I, I, it was kind of my first real wake-up call of like, all right, maybe I need to take hockey a little more serious. Stuck it out. Gained some traction throughout the middle of the season. Came on at the end. Grew a ton that summer. And then I came back and I played with uh, Shane McColgan and Robbie Francis were two good players. Shane lit up the WHL back in the day. And um, we, our team was a wagon. We, We didn't lose many, many games. We actually just we ran into a tough goalie and, uh, in nationals, uh, I think we outshot the team like 55 to like 13 or something and we lost one, nothing. So it was just one of those games that, uh, it wasn't meant to be, but that, that team was one of the best I ever played for for sure.
0: Yeah. That's wild. I mean, they're still good to this day. That, uh, that junior Kings team, uh, okay. I want to chat about your one and only year in junior, and you played for the iconic Penticton V's. And absolutely ripped it up. 120 points, 56 games. Um, walk us through that season, man.
1: Yeah. So actually I was, I was wanting to go to the Calgary Hitman and my dad kind of kiboshed that. He just said he wanted me to keep my options open with college and whatnot. So I got drafted to Tri-City in uh, the USHL and went to camp. Uh, they thought I was coming because they kind of, James Worth was coming in that year. So it right. was it would have been a good situation and then one day I just I think it was out like I was surfing like early in the morning and I told Fred like yeah I'm not coming and then I just kind of like I was like screw it I'm gonna do something that no one's really done I didn't really it was super unknown for like California to go up to the BCHL at that point yeah and I just called him I was like hey I'm coming and then I, I told Fred before I told my parents my parents got a call from Fred saying hey what'd you say to turn his like make him change his mind and they're like we didn't even know he'd told like he, he didn't tell us anything so um they were super happy because they love fred and it ended up being the best decision ever because Penticted's is an awesome place in bc uh the rink the the organization and then on top of that our team was just so good uh like i think we lost six games out of 60 um wow. unfortunately the team that won it all Vernon vipers i think they lost like three games so like they were like we were just going neck and neck. So there was good competition day in and day out. And, um, that was, it really helped me learn how to play my game. You know, Fred didn't try to change me. Um, basically just said, do your thing. Let's clean up a little bit in our, in our D zone. But other than that, let's, uh, let's go up there and put up some points.
0: Yeah. And he did that 120. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. It's unreal. So then you obviously, when you said he didn't go to Western League, and if you did, you would have lost the right to play college, but you get the opportunity to play a couple of years at University of Denver. Um, how did that all work out? And these are always good stories to ask you guys, because we want to talk about school visits, other offers, you know, how much cash is coming in the bag to the doorstep. I mean, walk <laughs> us through uh, the college experience here with the U- University of Denver.
1: Yeah, I came in pretty hot for like in the BCHL. So it all came pretty quick, like offers and stuff, but I wanted to stay close to home. So I just chose to visit CC and DU. They were kind of the ones that were recruiting me before I was even being recruited. Um, so I kind of felt a little bit of loyalty there. And yeah, uh, the CC one was right after a rookie party. So I was just an absolute disaster on that on that trip. Like I missed like half the stuff they set up for me. I was like, and I was like bedridden basically. <laughs> My dad's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, dad, I have a headache, just leave me alone. And then, <laughs> So they were really, they, they were good about it. They knew, like, I was a rookie in the BCHL at 17. You kind of just have to do whatever they say to do. So I almost missed my flight. I got there, like, <clears throat> pulled up to the tarmac, like, two minutes before. Um, but anyways. You are like,
0: White cool. Christmas from Dumb and Dumber? It's yeah,
1: a- I had Ben, <laughs> sex, ben Sexton. Uh, <laughs> I woke him up. I was like, can you drive me to the airport 45 minutes away? It's like, dude, your flight is in, like, an hour 30. Um, I'm like, yeah, well, I got to try to make it. Luckily Kelowna Airport's super low key, so they just rushed me through. But nice. that's where the next weekend I go down to DU. Um, and I knew some California guys there. I had played with a guy named William Wren. He was from Alaska. And there were some good there were some good bonds there. You know, it was it was one of those visits that was awesome. But at the time, uh, George Glasdecki had the bird flu, so I didn't even get to meet the head coach. Oh uh, so I, I love Denver, Denver's campus was awesome. I knew their team was sick. Uh, Rhett Rakshani was a California like legend growing up and he was there going into his senior year. And um, that next weekend I had World Junior a Challenge in PEI, I had right. a layover in Calgary. And George Guazdecki flew to Calgary to meet me and my layover for five minutes in passing, like as, as, I, as I was switching gates, just to be like, hey, sorry, I missed uh, our in-person meeting. I'm like, all right, well, now I gotta come play a, a DU if you're coming over coming to Calgary for a layover. So that's how it, it ended up working out. You know, I felt that strong bond with DU and uh, my parents bought a house on campus that they just sold a decade later. Uh, I lived in my older brother lived in it, my little brother lived in it. So it was one of those family uh family bonds throughout the like literally 10 years that nice. just worked out for, for us.
0: Danny anything? No, I'm good so far. Okay. Bo, I want to, you know, transition into your draft year in 2010, you go 20th overall to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, you know, first, how special was that for you? And then obviously your family.
1: It was dope. I, uh, having it in Staples center was awesome. You know, like I had my grandma's, my grandma just turned 101 two days ago. So she's still still kicking it. And, uh, (laughs) she wouldn't have been able to travel. So it was, it was pretty special for her to be there. Um, my aunt doesn't get on planes, so she was there. My, um, my immediate family I had a bunch of boys in town. So that whole week leading up to the draft was just, it was a gong show. And then I kind of knew I was going to be either early or I could have gone anywhere from like six to like 40. I was like in that range. So it was one of those weird, like, I don't know if I'm going to get drafted. And luckily I did get drafted at 20th um, to a great organization. And then we had, we had a fun weekend
0: after that. So that kind of took my next question away. Like, did you know, cause we've we always asked these guys like, Hey, did you, know, did you go to the draft or were you not there? Obviously you're close at home. So you guys went, but there's always those horror stories of like, yeah, I'm supposed to go in the first and then they don't go at all. And it's like, Oh boy. Nothing yeah. I, I,
1: I kind of figured I was going to go in the first just cause I, I hadn't really worked out to that point. So I had like a lot to give in terms of like, my, my skill level was there, my my hockey sense, but I, had, I hadn't really developed my body yet. So I felt like for potential wise, I was, yeah. people were kind of holding that to high regard. And um, actually Jack Bocas, my coach, was the first one he texted me at, after 19th, the 19th pick. And he just goes, you're about to go right now. And even my agent didn't know at the time. So I was like, I thought he was messing with me. And then sure enough, uh, I got my name announced and it was, it was pretty awesome.
0: That's unbelievable. I wish I just sit there and get drafted. Pretty cool. <laughs> That'd be unreal. Okay. So here's my next question is, you know, when was it really like, Hey, I could probably do this for a full-time job and a career. Cause I mean, you know, 20th overall, you had a good junior year, good college years and he and didn't finish college, correct?
1: No, I went for like a year and a half. I got injured yeah. like in games into my second year.
0: So then you get drafted and then kind of things. So, like, wh- when was it like, hey, like, I can do this for a job?
1: It actually, it was, I think it
0: was after
1: my 16 year old uh, year. I was playing for this, another wagon, this LA Selects team that we were just, we were so good, but I wasn't playing much. Um, and it wasn't because I just hadn't grown up to that point. Like, my yeah. style of play is super methodical, more of a thinking game. And at that time, I was like five six, five seven, And then that summer, I grew like, Four or five inches so i now i'm six foot playing the same style but now my strides longer i'm getting around the ice a little bit better i can handle the puck a little bit better um and then i went to a usa camp uh like the you know they have, they have the 14 under 15 under 16 under those yeah. camps i actually didn't make the first three so i missed 14 15 16 so at that point like i'm having like a crisis of like all right well this might not be for me i just want to get a scholarship to help my parents And then that 17-year-old year, year, I ended up making it, led the thing in points, Um, and then that's when I started, like, the offers started to come in. I went to Omaha Lancers camp. I made that team, um, but I was only 16. So my parents uh, didn't let me go because my older brother didn't make it at the time, so they didn't want to, like, split us up. And then we actually played on the same team that last year, which was one of the best years ever. Like, I was... 16 turning 17. And uh, he was out of high school already. So he was just taking college classes and we were just having a blast together. And then he actually ended up going and playing the BCHL as well.
0: Nice. Where do you play?
1: He played at Trail and Surrey. Uh, so he was bouncing all over the place. Um, but yeah, he's he was a good player. He he just never grew. He's still, I think, five, eight. So um, I got I got the good uh,
0: genes when it comes out. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the first three to four years in, in professional hockey for you. I mean, you played up and down between the HL and the National League. You know, this is a question I like to ask guys too. I mean, you know, I coach junior hockey. It's a little different than when you were playing, but the, all these guys ask, you know, how, how hard is it to play pro or, you know, college and stuff? What was the biggest adjustment for you going from college to pro hockey, especially the American League?
1: Well, the American League is actually... American League, for me, personally, was easy to get points, uh, easy to produce. That must be nice. <laughs> Just because it's super, uh, it's a little more chaotic, you know, like you're, yeah. you, people are almost overworking. So they're like, they're working themselves out of position. You get a little more uh, time and space because of that. Like guys are trying so hard to get to the next level that adversely gives you more looks and opportunities than you would get. And then you go up to the NHL and everyone's in the right position. Yeah, Yes, the, everyone's working hard, but they're more working smart than anything. So, like, that's why the game happens so fast in the NHL. Because everything, everyone knows where everyone's going to be. Um, yeah. If, if, you, if you don't play that style, you just, you get weeded out pretty quick. The AHL, like, I mean, I could still go produce pr- point per game in the AHL right now, but it's, the, the game is it's chaotic you know like it's a little bit like guys trying to prove themselves guys trying to like make a difference um and then the nhl is like all right let's try to win a cup let's do what's best for our team it's not all about personal accolades and and yeah. you can see that you know like guys will guys will go from one team being playing 19 minutes and want to get traded to a team to play 12 for a cup contender and you know it's just kind of yeah. like sacrificing your own personal wealth and stats for the betterment of the team. Whereas down in the AHL, it's like, all right, how am I going to get seen? How am I going to get brought up? Yeah,
0: man, that's crazy. Cause even like, you know, me and Danny, like we play, you know, like last night we were playing men's league. Right. And we're all busting our balls, right. In like C division. Mm -hmm. And then if we go watch an A division game, you know, these guys all play pro or play in the K or play the NHL, whatever it is it looks like they're not even working hard, right? Just because they're so positionally smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're, like they're working hard, but like kind of what you're saying, though, they just know where to be and, and know where to go.
1: Yeah, and honestly, too, it makes the game like – like I've played adult league. I've played like um, – like it's honestly easier to play in the NHL than in the AHL. It's harder to get points, but it's easier to play, if that makes sense. Like yep. if, you're, if you're breaking a puck out in the NHL, like everyone's where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And then adversely, everyone defending is where you think they'll be. Mm -hmm. So you're not, there's no really unknown. There's not like a just like a AYSO soccer game where it just like follow the puck around. Yeah. Um, But that's where you get your points in the AHL is like, like I, I found personally, like you would only need two, three opportunities in a game to put up two, three points. Where in the NHL, like if you could, if you could get two or three, grade A's in a game that's great but now you're playing now you're shooting on Carey Price now you're getting defended by Shea Weber like it's like it's like the list goes on The, the layers of people you have to beat in order to get put up points that's why you see these like people don't realize how good like like McDavid like you see it but then you step on the ice with them and it's like all right this is this guy probably thinks he's playing the AHL based on how good he is compared to everyone else on the ice right
0: Okay, here's an NHL question for you before I jump on a little bit more NHL stuff. Like, good buddy of ours, Tim Stapleton, like when he was playing in the American League, he always said, like, you know, you're sitting beside a guy in a stall, and like, you, I mean, your teammates are kind of your teammates, but this guy's hoping you blow your fucking knee out. So you got kind of to go to the NHL. Like, is that? Yeah.
1: I was, I was a little different in that regard because I don't, I don't really care. Like, I'm like, I like hyping up the boys. I like, I like seeing the, my buddies do well. And yeah, um, I'm happy that I got, I was able to go up in the NHL and um, put up points and whatnot, or get money. Basically, uh, I was injured a lot, so I didn't really put up points. But um, in the AHL, it is weird because you have when I was coming in, you had a bunch of thirty-year-olds like still working for yeah. like provide for a family. Now it's super different. Like I was the second oldest on Tucson last year, two years ago,
0: oh. and
1: I think the ages were like everyone was. 24 and under. And then there was Andy Neely, who was 31. I was 29. And that was it. So it was like That's wild. That's where it changed. Like when I got to Tucson, like I wasn't trying to make it back to the Phoenix, you know, like my knees were shot. Like like if I if I go up to the NHL with bad knees, I get exposed. But in the AHL, I can kinda
0: I can kind of
1: dictate the play a little bit. I can kind of play my own game. I don't have to go out and kill guys. So um for me at the end of my career, like the AHL was definitely the spot for me, you know, in terms of being effective, you know, I could yeah. go up, but I just wouldn't be a good player or the player I'd want to play like.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. You, you, get, you get to win a cup in 2015, 2016 season with the penguins. Now we're talking about a real wagon here playing with guys like Sid Malkin first off, how was that? And also winning a cup. How special is that for you?
1: It was it was dope. It was uh it was one of those things though. Like I wasn't really a part of it. I I only played thirty games that year, thirty something games that year. I got crushed. My shoulders like super mangled from a oh, wow. uh, hit with Oshi. Um, oh, that was December God. first first game with Mike Sullivan. So we had tra- we had changed co- coaches. We had a wagon, but we started off super slow. Yeah. And then once we got uh in there, and he kind of changed the. I mean, sometimes voices get a little old, uh, the message gets a little dry. And then he came in and just like the way we played, like our, even if you look at our D chord that year, like we had solid D, but you wouldn't say like, oh, this is like the best D chord, but it didn't matter because once they got the puck out of the zone, it was like the waves that from the first line to the fourth line, everyone had skill. Everyone could make plays like. You had Benino, Kessel, and um, Hagelin on the third line putting up 15 points each in the playoffs. Like, if your third line's doing that, you're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then even our fourth line was like Eric Fair, Tom Kunackle, Brian Russ. Like, these guys are, like, good players. And they're heavy.
0: Know? Yeah.
1: So the way we played was super, like, get the puck out of the zone at all costs, get it to the neutral zone, use our speed, and then when we're kind of defending, we would defend in the offensive zone by like, you just wouldn't hesitate. You know, like if yeah. a guy was a guy was on the puck, you get another guy there. I think that that team kind of changed how uh, teams played from then on because it the structure wasn't was there, but it was more like don't hesitate, just go get north, get get pucks to the net, and then when that happens, it causes confusion as a defensive team. Like they don't even know where guys are coming from because we're just everywhere on the ice. Mm. So
0: that's wild. Okay. Well, we got to talk about the party though. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you were there for the cup party after he's won.
1: Yeah. The party was, we were in San Jose. So we partied that night and then we flew home the next day. It's a long flight. So uh, pretty hung over on that flight. And then we had the parade. Um, and then that week was it was a weird, it was a weird situation for me. I was just happy to be there and with the boys and like, but I didn't really do anything. You know, I I'd been just doing like injury skates for the last like four months. Yeah. Uh, just kind of a party to the party. And it was just awesome to be around all the boys. And uh, like the real, the real benefit for me was being able to have the cup day back in California. Um, yeah. And just, kind of getting all the guys I played with growing up together, all the coaches that coached me growing up and just kind of paying homage to, to say like, Hey, like you guys are a part of this. Like I wouldn't have been here because I played in California until I was 17. Like if it wasn't for those guys being good players, I wouldn't have been able to develop up to that point. Right.
0: So, Bo, you you spent some time in New Jersey and St. Louis and stint there and you had a great year in New Jersey, I believe like points wise too. And and almost the full season. You know, what was that like playing in those two cities?
1: Yeah, so New Jersey, I I actually didn't have that many points. I think I had like 20 and like 65, but our team was pretty bad, to be honest. But I had played well, you know, I had felt confident in my game. It was like ascending. It was just one of those years where like, like I hit the post like 20 times, like just stuff was not falling. Yeah. Um, there was constantly changing line mates, you know, you couldn't get any continuity with whoever you're playing with. But I mean, I had a great year in terms of how I thought I was playing. It just didn't work out with my personality in that room. Um, and But nothing bad to say, you know, it was a good learning experience, got to live right by New York, got to experience yeah. that life. Um, and then the next year I, cause they didn't qualify me. I went to St. Louis on a one year deal. And then that's when my knees started getting pretty bad so i i knew right before i went to training camp i could tell like like the day in and day out i'm like this is going to be a struggle so throughout training camp i just knew i just wasn't going to be the player that i was the year prior yeah and when i got sent down it was more of a shock it was more like gutting to the ego than anything like i knew i wasn't playing up to the product they thought they were buying so it sucked at first but then we get so I get sent to Chicago, which is a combined team with Vegas at the time. So they have no rookies. We're basically just an AHL veteran team, all making one-way money, like living in Chicago. And we were like really good. So it was like the best situation to go down there. And and again, like I couldn't skate. I would stand up on the bench the whole game because I couldn't bend my knees. Oh and my. it was it was. It was a joke. It was like a running joke amongst us, but we were just so good that it didn't really matter, you know. Like just kind of yeah. go through the year, and then uh, we got to the playoffs and uh, dislocated my shoulder first game, and then we lost in the first round. So that that year was a blur.
0: Oh, <sighs> yeah, that shoulder you just showed us looked bad. I <laughs> um, actually got
1: it fixed, so I I fixed my labrum, but my AC joint is literally like holy, so everything is disconnected. <laughs>
0: Wow. That is unbelievable. That thing.
1: That was a compliment to (laughs) TJ (laughs) Oshi.
0: Okay. Let's talk about now, obviously you're retired and, you know, me and Dan were talking last night we're like, wow, you know, he's 29, but now we all know why, obviously with the injuries and stuff, what are you up to now? I mean, you mentioned to me last night that you have to do some work. Where are you working these days? What's going on? What's the retired life got in store for you?
1: So I, I settled in Scottsdale, but I like, so, I work for this hockey company called Pro Mentor. Um, it's basically connecting amateur players to current or former pros, just kind of creating this kind of big brother relationship where you can bounce ideas. You can like talk about maybe your day in struggles. Maybe you get cut from a team. You can relate to some pro that I got cut. I got cut from teams. I got benched in games. Like, as a kid, you think it's like, you're on an island a little bit and yeah. you're kind of alone. And, and uh, as a parent, uh, for a parent who hasn't played or done that or been through it, it's hard oh, to right. identify with what a kid's going through or what they're feeling. So it's just adding another voice, um, maybe answering parents' questions as well. Like, what do you think um, You best? Maybe, maybe they want to choose between USHL or BCHL. I can just give them two points of view and then they can take it from there. You know, just an added perspective and kind of gets trying to get rid of over-parenting, over and youth hockey with people who aren't really qualified to do so. So just another resource for kids to reach out to pros and be approachable and available, which I think in this day and age is like, is kind of the onus is put on us to like, yeah. be available for these kids to be like, all right, let's, let's make you a better player. Let's make you a better person and you'll be a better teammate as well.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Love to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Let's chat about your golf game. Uh, you know, how much you golfing. I mean, you're playing, you're living down in Arizona. I mean, that's, that's a shitty place to live. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let's talk about your golf game. What's up?
1: I'm a very like, uh, I'm a fun golfer. So like, I don't, I rarely play my own ball. If I play, we're doing like two-man scrambles um, or a best ball, like I don't keep a handicap. I just go out there to, as an excuse to drink outside for four hours. Um, and that's basically it. Like, I don't really like playing with guys that take it super serious. It kind of just sucks the life out of me. I want to go out there, play barefoot. Um, I'll like, if I play, like I'm, I'm going to be low 80s if i play my own ball out um, like the lowest that shot was 71 but then you'll catch me on a day where i shoot 105 too cuz i don't i don't care enough to take the time to practice to practice. get better like yeah. like there might be a day where i just uh, i'll put the ball 45 times so it's like it's one of those like i it's almost exciting to not practice it because i don't know what's going to happen out there <laughs> could be great could be bad we'll see
0: you would be like the hardest guy to play like a money match with like straight up. Like, Hey, what's your handicap? I don't know. Let's I'm gonna shoot one Oh five or 71.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd say I'm like a 12, like a 10 or a 12. Like I'm like, Pretty good. if I'm putting the ball in the hole, like, cause I think you have to do that for handicaps. Like you have yeah. to see the ball. Like I'll, I'll miss putts from a, a foot and a half out, like no problem. Uh, so uh, like I, I'm consistently in the eighties, you know, if I were to play my own ball, if it's if it's a course too that's not too narrow, um, actually my game went super south after my shoulder killer. happened, mm-hmm. just because the plane that it comes on sometimes gets a little wiggly Somehow. on the way down. So I like sometimes I'll hit it out in, sometimes I hit it into out. So just battling like a two way miss constantly sucks, but um, I found a way to just have fun with it, and I only golf with guys who really do too.
0: That's awesome. Well, you and Danny H did along really well. Yeah, there. that's, uh, you're basically explaining my golf game.
2: I <laughs> don't care enough to practice, but it's just a good time and love drinking the beers on the course of the
0: boys at four hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of beers, time to go into our questions from the gallery sponsored by Molson Coors. Meet new busy hard seltzer with hundred calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack has something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple, mango, blueberry, pomegranate, strawberry, kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. And there's more to add on to, but please drink responsibility all the time. All right, Bo, bunch of golf questions here, hockey questions. Um, again, these are all at your own discretion, but a lot of the boys tell the stories because they're beauties. So hey, I'm go.
1: retired, so I don't, I don't care about anything. There we go, yeah,
0: <laughs> Let's go. All right, then first one, best rookie party story that you can't tell.
1: Uh, One of the best actually was in the AHL. I was, we were in Atlantic City um, and we had a bunch of rookies in Wilkes-Barre that year. I think we had 10 rookies. So we had to dress up as Jersey Shore characters. So we all had like the blowout haircuts, all like tight shirts. We had like the bedazzled jeans on. And I just got absolutely cranked that night. Like one, like I just committed so hard and I was rooming with Dominic O'Hare, who's a, a Czech guy. I don't, I don't even know if he's playing anymore, but great guy. Sure enough, I don't remember anything, but it's 10:30. Our bus is at 10:30. Wake up to a phone call from the hotel at 10:41. Hey, you guys, like we're on the bus. Like, what's good? I woke. I wake up in. The jeans that I wore out, I'm missing a jean pant leg. So I have this, my jeans on, but one side is just not there. So I have like one leg down, my jeans on. I'm still wearing like, I have my hair is still like in a faux hawk. And we sprint <laughs> down there, um, get on the bus. I actually, I'm puking in my bag. I'm puking in my bag for a lot because we drove and then pull up to our practice rink as we're getting off. I sprint by the coaches. I'm like 20 years old at this point, sprint by the coaches. I just puke all over the floor getting <laughs> out of the bus. And granted I got fined, but I mean, it was worth it for that, for the story. And there was a good laugh for the boys.
0: Danny
2: Um Yeah, I got one. Um, what was your favorite part about playing in Canada? Oh, favorite part about playing Canada was actually the fact I
1: didn't know, I didn't enjoy Penticton enough. Like I I went there as a young kid, like I was spoiled growing up by the beach and like, but Penticton is one of the best cities I've ever been, like been to, like Mm -hmm. it's such a hidden gem, right on Lake Okanagan. And like our fans, like that rink was incredible. I was a rink rat, so when I got there, I didn't really realize you you could just skate forever. So I'd be out there for cool. two two and a half hours. Um, I would skip school like every single day. So <laughs> it was like it was awesome, you know. Like I had to, I remember my parents had to have a meeting with like the principal because I missed like 65 days of school the first oh, semester. <laughs> and they're like, what like what are you doing? I'm like, it's just not going. I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, best plus best. best Part about playing was my billets were awesome. Uh, my roommate was awesome, Ben Sexton, and uh, the whole city as a whole was awesome as well. Nice,
0: nice. He's like, just how nice people in Canada are. That's the only thing yeah. he had to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of our, our other co-hosts played in Penticton as well. They won a championship when he was there. He said that the rink was unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred was good to him, loved the team. But, uh, yeah, that team's an absolute wagon still. I think they're Tuesday. a wagon
2: every year, aren't they?
0: Like, they're that's just always good. Every
1: single good. year, they get good yeah. guys in imports And people, we kind of, like, it was happening before me, but every year, the new the new crop sets the tone for the next crop, where it's like, yeah. all right, just ask anyone. If you go there, you're getting the best coaching, you're playing at the best rink, and you're going to get a D1 scholarship. They get, everyone on their team gets scholarship. So, mm-hmm. that's, like. That's the bonus, you know, especially if you're not a highly touted guy, like I still want to get my college paid for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one here. Uh, best locker room story slash prank that you can tell.
1: Best locker room story or prank. I mean, I Pascal Dupuis sewed all my the holes to my um suit shut because I wouldn't play piano for the boys at a like a team dinner. Oh, but that's not even like a that's not even like a huge like deal, you know, it's just like you kinda cut them out and then just go buy a new suit. But uh, there wasn't really that many I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury was always up to like Marc Andre Fleury would just do like the funniest little shit. Like he would just go like into the other locker room of like whoever we were playing and just put like pieces of bubble gum into like the the tips of their fingers where it's like hard to get it out, but it's like stuffed all the way in there. And he was always doing like funny stuff like that, like hang like gear from the ceiling, like in the rink from the console energy center, and just be, and we'd be skating around like, um, but yeah, he was always, he was always the funniest guy. Um, and then uh, one year, it was me and Simone to pray. We came home and we were playing the island actually. And we got outside of our elevator And we're like, there's guys waiting for us. I was like, all right, this is weird. Go into our room, and everything in our room is like taped up against the wall. So like TV, beds, like you could just like have like a like a like do yoga in there. So we had to get all that stuff down, make it look normal. That took a couple hours, but that was only that was like the worst thing that happened to me to me.
0: Who was the guy in the Penguins that would always like, was it like they like? screwed the shoes into the bottom of the floorboards was that the tang
1: uh i don't know the was always doing it those french guys were always doing something <laughs> like they they were up to no good but i was very fortunate playing with like awesome guys where you know like if someone pulls a prank on you and you like them it's not even a huge deal but yeah. if it's like there's no camaraderie there it's like all right screw you now there's some tension in the locker room it was like anything we ever did it was it was really funny so
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome, Danny. No, um, you go. You're good. Okay, oh, I had a good one here. Just lost it. Um, we talked about lowest round, ultimate foursome on the golf course.
2: Ultimate
1: foursome on the golf course. Um, I'll take Bill Murray, um, Tiger, and. Charles Barkley.
2: It's a good lineup. <laughs> it's a good lineup. Yeah. Be I
1: just fun. think, I think it's got, it kind of has everything has all, has, has funny, has shit, shitty at golf. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here. So I don't oh, know. Fine. Yeah, you're good, know. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have the greatest player in the world. Like I'd say Tiger's my favorite athlete um, of all time and in terms of, I don't, I'm not a fan of any team. Like obviously I want the Dodgers, the Lakers to win um, when they play. And it was Kings before I turned pro in hockey. But if there if there's anyone that I can watch and not have money on, it's Tiger. Like when he plays, I'm tuning in from start to finish.
0: Right, yeah. That's unreal. Okay, this is a good one too. Some guys answer it, some guys don't. But <laughs> cheapest guy you played with?
1: Cheapest guy I played with? There were some cheap guys in Tucson I played with lot two years ago, but that's just because you're young and you have no money. Yeah. Um, cheapest guy I played with. Let me think here. It's weird because I I was the those Pittsburgh years like everyone had made good dough. Yeah. So it wasn't like no one was like I was getting a lot of stuff paid for. Um, I don't really remember the cheapest guy I played with, but I'll tell you another story. My second game in the league, we're in Buffalo. And I'm like, I have no money at this point. I had gone through my whole uh, signing bonus. You're making like, you're making nothing in the AHL, leading yeah. up to NHL. So I hadn't even gotten NHL money yet. And we, we go to uh, Chop House and um, I go with all like the big guys, like Dupuis, Kunitz, uh, Sid. There's like eight of us there. I'm the youngest. I'm just like along for the ride. I'm like, all right, I'll just get the chicken, no appy, no appy, no salad, like no wine. And these guys are like going in like I I think the bill the bill had to have been thousands of dollars. And then we just go split evenly. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like I don't <laughs> hopefully that my credit card doesn't bounce here. And then from that point on, I just I I've been drinking wine ever since i never missed out on like, I'm like, if we're eating and we're splitting, I'm, I'm getting my money's worth. So from that point on, I, uh, I got my money's worth.
0: I think if I was like, if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, yeah, I'll just get the breadsticks that are free and, and water, no ice. So just
1: eating Croutons <laughs> sucking
2: on lemons. Um, I got one here. Uh, what is your favorite beverage on the golf course? i love john daly's i just like okay
1: Just john daly's um i've been trying to stay away from beer a little bit uh my family's as lame as it sounds has a little bit of a gluten uh thing going on so i didn't really notice it until i cut it out and my knee's starting to feel a little bit little better here and there my joints are feeling a little bit better but yeah double john daly gets me right in the pocket uh that's when i can shoot 70 that's when i can shoot par
2: (laughs) do we we have that in canada what is it like uh it's just like
1: it's just Vakin Arnold Palmer.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we have the Arnold Palmer one though. Oh, okay. Or, I don't know. They, they just call book. it John
1: Daly. Oh, they just call like, that. Okay. Because it's like he's the drunk golfer. So they yeah. call it John Daly. Just like uh um like a Shirley Temple with alcohol, we call it a Marty McSorley. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have to ask this bo. You played five games, I believe, in the KHL. How was that experience?
1: Oh, it sucks. To be honest, like we were really bad. And my knees, like I said, this was the year after St. Louis, I didn't get anything figured out for my knees. I was just trying to capitalize on cash at the time. Um, yeah. and like, it works for guys. Cause the money is good. The hockey's pretty decent over there. It just didn't work for me. Like if my, if I was feeling good, I could have made it work. And, um, uh, is actually a cool spot. Um, city's super clean Um, But just, like, little stuff, like, that I couldn't, like, grasp. Like, for instance, I came over there thinking, like, hey, boys, I haven't skated all summer. I I need to not do preseason or I need to just play one or two games. I played nine out of the ten preseason games. They treat it like regular season. Wow. And it was just – it was a shock to me coming from, like, North America where preseason is just kind of like, all right, let's evaluate some of the guys, not all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. and then like little stuff in preseason, like we'd have an off day, and then we'd have like a bus trip. I'm like, well, what's it's not an off day then? And then I remember one time one time we it was 7 a.m. bus, and we went to this church in like the middle of Russia, like three hours away. And they're s- s- super religious Belarusian guys, and like I I mean, I don't speak anything. I didn't try to assimilate to their culture whatsoever. So we're at just like this sacred church that we finally get there at 10. They're there for like, they're going on this tour. I just, I just sat it out. I said, boys, like, sorry, like I can't walk around. I'm not, you can't force this on me. So I just sat in like the corner and just like witnessed all this and no food, no water, uh, there was no air conditioning on the bus. We didn't get back to like 7 PM. So that was our day off. That was, that was really when I started checking out and being like, well, what the hell am I doing here? Like, yeah. it, no, no one speaks up either. There's no veteran presence. That's like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. It's like their way or the highway. Yeah. And, um, that's tough, but, but the money is good. So like, if you can, if you can get by that, like the money is so, sol- so solid that like It's worth it to some degree, but if I, if my, with my knees, I wasn't enjoying even hockey. So there is no, the outside, the life, outside life sucked on the ice sucked. So everything sucked in my opinion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. How many whole ones you have, Bo? Sorry.
1: I have zero, but I witnessed three. I witnessed three in the span of a month, which was like crazy. Yeah. I actually Riley Nash, I was golfing with Riley Nash. Mm-hmm. and he hit one uh from like 175 out and then we play this little par three course i can't even i don't even know if you consider it hole in ones but
0: absolutely yeah
1: it, so yeah but one hole is 75 yards and the other's like 89 yards it's still a hole in one because that's where the t boxes are from yeah but you know like like i've holed out from 90 yards you know like but it's not a hole in one yeah uh, so that was kind of funny. Like my best buddy did it where he didn't get the ball off the ground. Two inches scolded skull, it along the ground and it rolled into the hole. <laughs> and then my little brother did it. And then Riley Nash did it on like a legitimately sick, like country club course. Nice.
0: God, I hate people that just like duff into the hole one because I don't have any yet. And I like play a lot of golf, but <laughs> what's the rule down there when you're playing? So like, down, like up here, certain clubs, if you had a whole one, your group drinks for an hour for free and then everyone on the court gets a drink.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't really experienced anything like that. You know, like when Riley did it, um, we should have just flown to Vegas, got off the course and flown to Vegas or something. That's, that's our rule and amongst our friends, if, we, if we, anyone gets a hole in one on like a real course, we just get off the course, even if it's hole one, and we have to go to Vegas that night. Um, but that's just our own personal rule. I don't know if that carries over to many people. <laughs>
0: I mean, if we had the money, we would do it, but that's yeah. pretty sick though. <laughs> okay. Best courses you've played, Bo?
1: Best course. I, like my home, the course I played a lot is, um, and my favorite course is Trump National in uh, LA. Nice. It's just one of those courses that it's so hard that like, if you like break 80, like you're playing an unbelievable round, just because the way this course is set up, it's on the side of a hill. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if you've guys seen Entourage. Mm -hmm. have you guys well when that guy has a heart attack on that green that's that's trump national okay okay so it's right on the cliffs there where the water a lot of so you're either clubbing up two clubs or you're clubbing down two clubs because it's it's blowing like 20 miles per hour into your and then if you miss the fairway your ball's ob so it's just this wow so hard uh and it would i think it would have been a um pga course but three of the holes fell in the water like they literally fell into the ocean so they had to make it they had to make it way shorter um so that's the hardest course i've played it's my favorite course that i've played and then out here in az i've played every course to be honest and i think my favorite out here is quintero nice Um, quintero is just this like sick public course um, every, every hole cut like a postcard, you know, like you don't see other fairways. Like, it's just mm. like that hole in front of you. And it was, I think it was created to be like a resort, but it, it's just a little bit too far off the beaten track, like to yeah. be one. So, um, when we get out there, like, like they the greens roll at like 14. So like they'll literally, even before, like they'll ask your handicap. And if you're above a certain handicap, they say you can't play from the tips because it's just not like, it won't be fun yeah um, yeah that course is like a must hit when you're here and then southern dunes is another sick one too nice
0: have you ever played the legacy
1: i like legacy i like raven over there too raven, my yeah. mother played grand the other day um that's been i mean are the close courses right here by my house is like phoenician and ambiente and padre so when we go out there it's we're like I will never golf if guys are wanting to play their own ball. Like I'll just wait till the next round. Like yeah, there's this little par three course called Mount shadows. I'm actually waiting to uh, hear back from a couple guys. If we want to just go play a quick two hour round. Cause right now it's like 106 out. So there, oh my. If, you, if you play though, there's no one there. So you're just, it's like, it's not a huge deal in the heat. If you're hitting, if you're getting and hitting your ball every time, you know? Yeah. I mean? yeah.
0: That's cool, man. Danny H anymore. No, I think uh, I'm good. Bo, man, we appreciate coming on today. I uh, hope we can do it again. You know, hopefully we get down to Arizona at some point. We'll, we'll link up for some golf Yeah, 100%, two-man scramble or whatever it is. And yeah. yeah, man, we appreciate coming on today.
2: Yeah. Thanks a lot, Bo.
1: No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. See
0: ya. Are you tired of the same old spice, rum and Coke or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off The Hazel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. They got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Dill Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, episode 84, done. Dosted, completed, Danny H. With Bo Bennett. Thoughts on the pod, man? Unreal. Great guy
2: fucked up shoulder (laughs) that was wild Uh, that was that was pretty crazy uh his shoulder there if you for anyone watching on youtube uh yeah that uh, uh it was a good one it was another good one for the books um thanks to bo for coming on he uh short notice too yeah he we said hey can you do it he said let's do let's do it boys so um yeah thanks a lot bo uh i like the stories about uh Pascal Dupuis. Dupuis yeah. He says playing, name playing pranks. And just, yeah, all the French guys playing pranks and stuff like that. That's, that's funny stuff. And, yeah, it was a good episode.
0: Yeah. No, thanks again to Bo. We appreciate it. I, I had a lot of fun, too, obviously. I mean, even talking about Penticton and, you know, hockey in Canada for him. I mean, mm-hmm. he only played one year, but he only needed one year to score 120 points. Yeah. And under move on to, you know, Denver University and. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't play a whole lot in the NHL. You know, I think he had well, 200 and some games, I mean, 200 more than us. Mm-hmm. I, I we it's feel bad for him with his injuries and whatnot. Yeah, and, a lot of injuries, and you know, he won the cup though. Y- yeah, can't complain about that. I mean, so good, dude. Likes the golf. He can shoot anywhere from 71 to 105, which <laughs> blows my mind. But no, bull will come back on down the road. Good dude, uh, Danny. What's uh, what else is up here before we let everyone go?
2: Hmm. Well. We'll be talking to you after we go on this little golf trip. So yeah, this is all pre-recorded obviously for uh, Wednesday today, this is released. So, um, I'm going to try and not break a hundred every round here at Candle Lake coming up. So try to break a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone knows what I mean.
0: I love it. And how many Molson's in your crush?
2: I'm going to crush a lot. <laughs> yeah. At least a
0: hundred of those things. eh? we're going to have a fun week. Woo! Woo! Second annual alumni golf trip. We're going to Candle Lake. If you ever have a planned trip with your friends that are listening right now, check out their giveaway. You know, we're not in the business to give away free ads, but hey, today we are. Check out Candlelight, the $200 all-you-can-golf, 24 mm-hmm. beers. I'm not going to say the brand of the beer. Uh, cabins, a great experience. We're going to go check it out. We're going to see how it is. We'll let you know next week in episode 85 as we're talking with a couple of local golf guys again mm-hmm. and some other big studs coming on down the road. So as always, Danny, rip off the social media handles. Uh, Instagram is at
2: underscore off the hustle, Twitter is at underscore off the hustle, Facebook, just off the huzzle.
0: And YouTube? Uh, at off the hustle. Check, it out. Check us out. Subscribe, like us, retweet us, share us. You can follow us too, at drew on Twitter. And if you uh, got someone in mind that you want us to maybe try and reach out to, or talk to, let us know. We'll Absolutely. try and get it like, going. Yes. Have a great weekend, everyone. And week now. Enjoy the pod. We'll talk to you next week. Danny, always a pleasure seeing you again. For sure, care. bro. Good to see you. Everyone else. Thanks, peace. everyone. See Bye.
2: ya. Bye.